Welcome to the Coffee with Kathy podcast. Take a moment to subscribe and like us on Facebook if you haven't already. You can also check out all of our books, merch, and future podcasts at coffeewithkathy.com. Now grab yourself a cup of coffee and get ready to be encouraged. Here's your host, Pastor Kathy Heitschu. What's up, Coffee with Kathy peeps? It's time for Coffee with Kathy. Grab your Bible, grab a pen and a piece of paper, and make sure you have coffee. Although I do have water on the standby. Listen, today, refuse to rehearse what hurt you. Forgive, release, and move on. It's time to take your power back. It's not coming the way you think but it's on the way. Move on in faith. Amen. What a good word today. Hope you got your coffee with Kathy, a devotional journal. Um, what great little tidbits of get, get up and get you going and be encouraged. Got a new studio set today. Amen. Welcome everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Um, uh, Sarah's got me all set up nice. Now she says I need to sit down. So she's trying to corral me, but we'll see how it goes. Cause she gave me a reclining chair. So uh, good morning, uh, CJ. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I love you. Hope you're feeling better. Been praying for you. Amen. Okay, we're talking about 12 ways to be humble, stay humble, operate in humbleness. Share the broadcast right now. Hit that share button. Give me a lots of likes and, and hand emojis and uh, be ready to slap your neighbor. This is going to be a good one. 12 ways to stay humble. Good morning. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Pastor Ross. I'm glad y'all are on the line. Good to see you. Is my sister on the line? Wow. Carrie. Carrie, you can't just be live with me one week and then just disappear the next week. Okay. Number one. I'm going to jump into it quick. Hope you got your Bible. Routinely confess your sin. Amen. Number one, 12 ways to stay humble. And everybody's going to log off right now. (laughs) Just kidding. Routinely confess your sin. Luke 18, it says, Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was that despised tax collector. It's amazing how we still feel the same way about tax collectors today (laughs) as we did, you know, way back then. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people. How many of y'all started your prayer morning out today by saying that very same thing? Thank you, God, I am not like my sister. Amen. Thank you, God, I am not like my mother-in-law. Amen. (laughs) Just kidding. Oh, she there now. He said, thank you that I am not like other people. Cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that text collector over there. (laughs) Isn't the Bible so amazing? It's great. It says, I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow saying, oh, I touched the microphone, sorry. Uh, Saying, oh God, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) For I am a sinner. Verse 14, I tell you, this sinner not the Pharisee, listen, the sinner, not the Pharisee, not the church person, not the religious person, returned home justified before God. 
For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Number one, 12 ways to stay humble. Routinely confess your sin to God. And more of us need to have this routine of doing this, this uh, examination, this being honest with ourselves and with God. We, we need a daily review of our heart and our behavior. You know, every night you could say, how did I do today, Father? How did I do today? Did I do everything you wanted me to do? Did I talk to everybody you wanted me to talk to? Did, how did it go for me today, right? It's a heart check. It's an attitude check. Some of us need an attitude check. Like today, some of you got up and on the wrong side of the bed and you didn't had your coffee yet and you need to do an attitude check. Now, we're just keeping it real here, okay? You need to repent and stay humble. So number one way of 12 ways to stay humble is to routinely confess, you know, do a heart check and an attitude check throughout your day. Welcome, everybody. It's my favorite, favorite um, kid is on the line, so I'm very glad. Thank you and amen. Good to see y'all on the line. Number two, acknowledge your sin to others. Acknowledge your sin to others. And we're going to the book of James, which is right after Hebrews. Acknowledge your sin to others. And this is new for me. I mean, uh, I knew this verse was here, but I needed to read it again. James 3, 2. It says, indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, <laughs> if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Get that, guys. If you can control your tongue, you can be perfect in every other way. Everything else in your life would line up and work out. If you could control your tongue, you can control your whole self. That's good. So number two, acknowledge your sin to others. And then stay in James 5.16. Stay right there. James 5.16. Confess your sins one to another. This is Bible. So that we can pray for each other. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Listen, confess your sins one to another and pray for each other, and it's going to give you power and produce wonderful results. Humility before God is not complete unless you can humble yourself before men. And a true test of your willingness to humble yourself, a true test is if you're willing to share your weaknesses, Okay, which is going to strengthen your godly character. If you're willing to share your weaknesses with a trusted person, somebody that can really pray for you, somebody, you know, that has wisdom, somebody you trust. And now listen, social media is not that person. That's the truth. It's not a sound, a uh, solid choice <laughs> to go on Facebook and just confess all your weaknesses and, and all of your failures and all of your drama. No, find a a solid, godly character person that you trust, that you can share with. So number two, acknowledge your sin. Hey, all my friends, I see everybody online. Acknowledge your sin to others. Number three, be patient when wronged. Be patient when somebody does you wrong. When that joker done done you bad, be patient. This is a, a characteristic of a humble person. First Peter 3, 8. 
Just flip right over. You're in James, right next to James, 1 Peter. So just flip on over, 1 Peter 3, 8. Let's see, I'm going to read 8 to 17, so I'm going to get my place. Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Get this, love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil, but isn't that what we always want to do? We always want to repay evil for evil. Well, she snapped at me, so I'm going to snap at her. Well, my spouse snapped at me, so I'm going to snap at him. We always, it's the flesh. It's our flesh, y'all. Our flesh wants to repay evil for evil. Don't do it, the Bible says. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. That's Bible. That's not like copy with Kathy stuff, y'all. That's in the Bible. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. I mean, what if we all really did this? Amen? I mean, I would probably be so loaded up with blessings. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't do evil to other people. But listen, that is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. Because the scripture says, listen to this, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil Keep your lips from telling lies. That's right. Some of you got to go back to number one and repent for all the lie telling. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace. And then when you get peace, maintain it, the Bible says. Work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. Listen, everybody thinks well, everybody's prayer is going to get answered, but listen to this. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. And his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face. Pay attention, this is going to be good. The Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Okay? Against those who do evil. I hope the CDC don't see me licking my fingers all the time turning these Bible pages. They're probably going to... Shut me down. Well, anyway, look away. Now, verse 13, now, who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, pay attention, even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry about their threats. Don't be afraid of their threats. This is Bible, y'all. Instead, worship Christ as Lord of your life. Worship him as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. This is what we've lost. We've lost the gift of being able to do things in love. It's true. But keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, you they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember it is better to sacrifice for doing good if that is what God wants than to suffer for doing wrong. Some of y'all just need to read 1 Peter a couple of times each day. Amen. When something is unjust, we want to rectify it, right? We want to get even. We want it right now. We want gratification right now. But patiently responding when somebody is unjust to you, when somebody insults you, when somebody is mean to you, when somebody threatens you, if you're patient, then it's going to demonstrate your godly character, which is so important. 
right? It's a great opportunity to put on humility. So the next time something doesn't go your way, right? The next time somebody is mean or ugly, next time somebody gets sassy with you, let's put on humility. Let's just practice one time and see how it goes for you. Number three, 12 ways to stay humble. Welcome everybody. Hey, Brandon, I'm glad you're here. She likes how I just read names. <laughs> number three, be patient. Wait, that was number three. Be patient when wronged. Number three. Number four, actively submit to authority. You know, the good and the bad. Actively submit to authority. Everybody needs an authority in their life. Okay, everybody needs a spiritual authority in their life, but your spouse is the authority in your life. Actively submit to the authority that's in your life. Stay in 1 Peter 2.18. 1 Peter 2.18. This is good. You who are slaves must submit to your masters with all respect. Do what they tell you. Not only when they're kind and reasonable and tell you to do things that are kind and reasonable, but even when they are cruel, y'all, that's the Bible. Submit to authority. Even when they're mean, you can still submit. Now, don't get all weird on me and people be abusing you and stuff like that. I'm just talking about they tell you to do something you don't want to do. <laughs> like your mama. Your mama tells you to do something you don't want to do it. No, submit to the authority. Your parents are your authority if you live in their house. Amen. And your pastors are your authority if you go to church. And, and listen, our culture doesn't value submission. We, we, we preach in individualism. Well, I'm my own person. Nobody got to tell me what to do. It's the truth. But how purposely and actively do you work on submitting to those that God has placed as authorities in your life? You need to let, number one, you need to let God place some authorities in your life. We all need authorities in our life. I mean, I'm a pastor and I have multiple authorities in my life. I have accountability to a lot of people in my life. I choose to do that. It's a good way to humble yourself, right? Number five, receive correction. Oh, this is going to hurt. <laughs> receive correction and feedback from others graciously. Proverbs 10, 17. We're going to Proverbs 10, 17. Y'all know where that's at, right? Proverbs 10, 17. Receive correction and feedback from others graciously. Here we go. People who accept discipline. This is Bible. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life. Those who ignore discipline, those who ignore correction will go astray. I have seen this so many times in people's lives. They really, really do go astray. And then flip over to Proverbs 12, 1. It says, to learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid. I like the way this version puts it. It is stupid to hate correction. Just throw up your hand emojis right now. If you love discipline and correction. <laughs> Just kidding. I know y'all don't. Y'all going to be putting happy faces on there by the time we get through. To learn, you must love discipline because it's stupid to hate correction. 
We got to get this together. Number five, receive correction. Receive feedback from people and do it gracious. Like be known for being the most gracious person to receive feedback. Be known as the most gracious person to receive correction. You can simply say, thank you for sharing with me. I'm going to pray about that. You can say, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I'm going to get with the Lord about that and I'll get back with you. You can still say thank you, even if it's good correction coming to you or bad correction. Just say thank you um, for sharing that with me. Amen. A simple thank you. And then you know what you do? You actually go and get along with God and ask him, Father, is there any even kernel of truth? Is there even any truth to what they've just said to me, to what they've corrected me on, to what they're trying to help me with or give me? Is there any truth whatsoever to it? Okay, even if it comes from a suspicious source, you can still ask the Father, you know, because He'll use anybody to get to you, to talk to you, to confirm to you. So it's okay to say, Father, is any of this you? And what if He says, you know, of the whole thing they told you, this one itty bitty tiny thing is the thing that you can take away and learn from? Amen. So don't be so suspicious all the time. That's a good word. Just say, Lord, what are you trying to show me through this? Amen. I'm about to see where all y'all are. Wait just a second. Okay, hey Kathy, I'm glad I'm glad you let me know that your mom is out of um, uh, uh, surgery. Phone was going off, so that's important. Her mom was in surgery. Amen. Number six, accept a lowly place. Proverbs 25. Just flip over to Proverbs 25. Expect, ex, blah, blah, blah. Accept a lowly place. Now, this isn't the wording we use, you know. We don't use the word lowly. But listen, here's what it means. Don't demand an audience with the king. Don't push for a place among great, among the great. It's better to wait for an invitation to the head table than to be sent away in public disgrace. So if you find yourself always wanting to be with the top of the top, the cream of the crop, you find yourself always wanting to be at the head table, you always need to be out front and other people, you know, waiting for others to recognize you or your contribution, or you get offended if somebody else is honored, you're offended if somebody else gets chosen, you know, then pride is in your life. Let's just call it for what it is, y'all. Then pride is in your life. So you got to make a commitment that when others are being recognized, even when it's not you, it's okay to, to operate in humility. It's okay to hang around people that are, are lower class than you. It's okay to hang around people that are a lower statue of, than you, a lowly place than you, or even a higher place. It's okay to do that. Number seven, we're over halfway there. Twelve ways to stay humble. Number seven, purposefully, purposely, purposely, that's a hard one to say, Sarah, purposely associate with people of lower status. Oh, this was the one. Yeah, because accept a lowly place and now operate. It's okay to hang around people of lower status. Luke 7, go over to Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke 7. We all in our Bible today. This is a good Bible study. I'm doing a good Bible teaching. Even if y'all ain't acting like I'm preaching good, I'm preaching. You just didn't even know it. Luke 7, 36, it says, One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster box filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell at his feet. 
and she wiped them off with her hair and she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him to the house saw this, he said to him, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She is a sinner, purposefully associate with people of lower status. Jesus was talked down upon by Pharisees because he socialized with the poor, because he hung out with the poor and people of low class. But our culture is very status conscious. Like you got to be with the uppity up, you know, these kids in school are, you know, if you're not a prep, I don't know what they call them now, but when I was growing up, the preppy club had their click going on. There's lots of clicks going on. Resist the temptation to be partial to people. I'm not saying hang out with sinners, but if you do hang out with sinners, they should not be sinners anymore after you hang out with them. Amen. Oh, well, that didn't go over really well, but that's purposely associate with people of lower status. Number eight, choose to serve others. Amen. We're going to Philippians 1. Choose to serve others. Amen. We need more people to serve. I'm not even kidding. To be servants. Philippians 1, 1. This letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus, serving. Amen. I'm writing to all God's holy people in Philippi for who belong to Christ Jesus, including the church leaders and the deacons. And then 2 Corinthians 4, 5. I could have given these all to you. I could have made a post-it note in my Bible, but then I would have lost which ones go where. 2 Corinthians 4, 5. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. And then Matthew 23, 11. Look at that finger. <laughs> Matthew 23, 11. The greatest among you must be a servant. Right? So choose to serve others. Be a servant. When we serve others, we're serving God's purpose in their life. That's huge. When you serve somebody, you're actually serving God's purpose in their life. He wants you to do that. Doing so reduces the focus on ourselves and it builds the kingdom of God. So you've got to look at serving others as building the kingdom of God. Amen. When serving others cost us nothing, we should question whether it's really servanthood. If it doesn't cost you some kind of a sacrifice, are you really serving? Amen. Number nine, who's on the line? Oh, hey, Catherine. Hey, all my friends. Look at all the people on the line today. This is awesome. Number nine, well, we got, we got like, we out on all the social media. Matter of fact, I hope you've listened to my podcast lately. I have a Coffee with Kathy podcast. You should check it out. Number nine, be quick to forgive. We're staying in Matthew, Matthew chapter 18. Be quick. This, this one will actually be on my podcast, this Bible study. So if you miss it, you can catch it or you need to catch it uh, a second time. You'll be able to just listen to it on the podcast. Matthew 18, 21. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? And some of you have asked the same thing of him this morning. <laughs> seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. 
Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. This is being quick to forgive, y'all. Be quick to forgive. In the process, one of his debtors also brought him in one who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife and his children and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before the master and begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left, when he left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him just a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged him for just a little bit more time. Be patient with me and I'll pay it, he pleaded, but his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you. I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison and tortured him, uh, tortured until he had paid his entire debt. Listen, y'all, I'd have done sold my spouse. I don't know about all y'all, but, and all my children. This is why I got so many children. Because if you need to sell your man, if you need to sell your kids to get out of debt, I mean, amen, look. He sold it and he kept him in prison and tortured him until he had paid his entire debt in full. Some people would say he just sold his wife and got out the same day. <laughs> That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Do you understand? That's what God will do to us if we forget, for, uh, refuse to forgive. You, you saw what the king did to him, right? I mean, I ain't saying Jesus is all about torture until he paid his debt or nothing, but or put you in prison or nothing, but y'all better, I keep testing my phone, so y'all better watch it. Y'all better behave. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Don't, don't be writing me no email. Be quick to forgive. Forgiveness is possibly one of the greatest acts of humility that we can do. To forgive Y'all, that's acknowledging a wrong has been done to us. We acknowledge a wrong has been done to us. And we acknowledge that we release our right to repay them for the wrong. When you forgive somebody, you release the right to repay them. You don't get to get even with them. Amen. Forgiveness is denial of self. And we need a whole lot more of that. Forgiveness is not insisting on our way. It's not insisting that they get judgment. It's just forgiveness. You just forgive. Amen. I see all y'all's questions and comments, but I can't get to y'all right now because I'm on 12 ways to stay humble. So throw a heart emoji up if you're still paying attention because we're on number, who knows? Who's taking notes and knows? 10. We're almost there. 10. Number 10, put number 10 in the comments. 10, cultivate a grateful heart. Amen. Cultivate a grateful heart. And we're going to 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. 
The more we develop an attitude of gratitude for the gift of salvation, the life he's given us, the truer our perspective will be. A grateful heart is a humble heart. So we're going to cultivate a grateful heart. Verse 18 says, be thankful in all circumstances. Y'all, all, that means all. Every circumstance, it says you have to be thankful. For this is God's will for you who belongs to Christ Jesus, that you be joyful, that you never stop praying, and that you are thankful in all circumstances. It's what he wants for your life, so it's what you have to do in Jesus' name. What? My husband's on the line? Is my husband on the line? No, he no, just tagged him. Okay, I see that now. It's fine. I think he hasn't watched a coffee in like months. I don't know if he's even watched a, a coffee in 2021 at all. So I technically could sell him and pay off some debt. So highest bidder, here we go. Who give me one dollar, one dollar, one dollar? All right, number 11. Well, now I'm going to have to repent because number 11, we're going to, I ain't going to say it. <laughs> Purpose to speak well of others. <laughs> I love you, James Heitschew. I'm glad you're in my life, even if you don't support me in my ministry. <laughs> but listen, you can be forgiven if you partner with my ministry. James Heitschew, if you partner today with Coffee with Kathy, with your $100 seed, I'm going to give you a signed copy of my book, Coffee with Kathy, Daily Devotional Journal. I bet he ain't even read it yet. I'm going to quiz him when he gets home today. Watch. He's just been busy on Thursdays. Whatever. This is the truth. Hey, Olivia. I'm so glad to see you. Hey, all y'all. All my friends. All right. Cultivated Grateful Heart. We got that. Uh, purpose to speak well of others. Number 11, Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. 31 and 32. Get rid of all bitterness. I saved this for last because I knew most of y'all would get, would get off the line. Get rid of bitterness. Get rid of rage. Get rid of anger. Get rid of harsh words. Get rid of slander. Get rid of all types of evil behavior. This is the Bible, y'all. This is Ephesians. This is Ephesians. Got to get rid of all of it in Jesus' name. Purpose to speak well of each other. All right. Get rid of, all right, I got that. Instead, it says instead, be kind to each other. Can we all just be kind? Can we all just really be kind? Can we just be tenderhearted? Can we just forgive one another? Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Can we just get rid of all that yuck and all that junk? Amen. Father, help us get rid of all of that stuff. Thank you, Father, that you're helping us to walk in humility and be humble and we get rid of that junk. And thank you that we just take on kindness and tenderheartedness and forgiveness. We need a lot more of that in our life. So saying things, saying negative things about others puts them one down and you one up. You trying to one up people, that's not good. Speaking well of others is going to edify them, y'all. It's going to encourage them. It's going to equip them to be better people. Even, even when you, you, they're not deserving of you speaking positive about them. Pur purpose in your heart, you're going to speak well about other people. Let you, you be the person that everybody says, oh, she would never speak evil of anybody. Amen. I don't know who I'm preaching to. Probably myself. <laughs> hey, Kath. Hey, J oh, Jim and Mary, you're going to be back uh, Saturday. Okay, they're in Texas. But they watch. Amen. So you can watch all over the world. Coffee with Kathy's all over the world. 
Purpose to speak well of others. Let's just do that today. Why don't today you just say, you know what? I'm going to speak so nice and kind and tenderhearted toward everybody. I'm preaching to myself because I'm the only one I see. It's me. And then the last one, we made it. Going to Luke 9, Luke chapter 9, treat pride. Y'all knew I was going to save the best for last. Treat pride as a condition that always requires you running to the cross, you embracing the cross, you keeping yourself at the cross. Treat pride like the filthy thing that it is. Luke 9, and it says in 23, Then he said to my crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. That's, if, that's Luke chapter 9. If any of you want to be a follower of Jesus Christ, if any of you want to be a disciple, if any of you want to be a believer, if you want to be a Christian, amen, if you want to live righteous, here's what you got to do. Take up your, give up your own way. You got to stop that. It's no longer your way. It's God's way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Take up your cross daily. That means die to your flesh daily. Amen. That means take every thought captive daily. That means take up your cross daily. All right. You have to take up your cross daily and follow me. It's our nature to have pride. It's the flesh wants to have pride. It's God's nature to have humility. I don't even like to say pride. Like I won't even tell my kids I'm proud of you. I just say I'm pleased with you. I don't even like to use the word. Amen. Committing to a lifestyle of daily dying to ourselves and living through him is a foundation for true humility. We're going to get this humility thing down pat. Amen. We're going to really be humble in Jesus' name. So listen, it's been Coffee with Kathy. That's good. That's like a 34-minute Coffee with Kathy. Enjoy your coffee with Kathy. Uh, go make it a coffee drinking kind of day. And I can't wait to see you back next Thursday. I love all y'all. Bye.